Hello everybody and welcome to the Shiny Bees podcast, a podcast for those who like their knitting, comedy and yarn in equally large measures. I'm your host Joe Millmite and coming up in today's show we have Enablers Corner and an awful lot of love for socks. I feel a need to laugh again with you if that's alright. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 35 of the podcast. Today is Sunday the 15th of February. How are you all? I hope you've all been well since the last time I spoke to you, um, which was last Sunday but on Wednesday when the podcast was actually released. Episode 34, for those of you who haven't yet listened, was an interview with Kate Davies and thank you to everyone who's got in touch um, or tweeted or sent messages on Ravelry or posting the Ravelry group about this interview with Kate. Um, I know she really appreciated hearing from you all as well as I did. I'm really glad that you um, you all seemed to enjoy the interview and it was a bit of an insight into Kate's world and how things are as a professional designer and an insight into the fact that she's not at all Scottish. <laughs> Um, she's a great fun. She was a brilliant fun to interview. She's very funny uh, lady to talk to. And uh, we ended up chatting for a couple of hours, actually, around the interview about various different things. Um, she was really brilliant fun. So if you haven't listened to that already, get yourself um, back to episode 34. Scrub this one for now. Episode 34 is where it's at. And um, I'll catch you later. If you are a new listener that's come across as as a result of finding out about that interview, I uh, hope you will enjoy what you find in this show. And again, I'd like to say a big thank you to Kate for um, for allowing me to have that interview. Uh, it was very, very enjoyable. So I was delighted also to find out today that um, she has some new bags. She's got some tote bags in shopkdd.com that uh, the picture for which has been designed by Felicity Ford. She's drawn a drawing of all the different yokes in the book, yokes, hand-drawn, and that's then been printed onto a tote bag. Uh, so I'll be ordering a couple of those, I think, uh, once I've finished with the podcast for today. Uh, so go over and have, an, and have a little look at that. In other news, today for you we have Enablers Corner, very exciting enablers corner and we have a bumper sock surgery uh, for your enjoyment because we're at the end of our first month of the sock surgery and everyone is casting off i'm not casting off i'm still halfway down my first sock and it isn't even the sock i was meant to be knitting for this one and because i'm a rebel uh, but claire and kate will be joining us again with a few tips for casting off your uh, your socks when you're finished so Grab yourself a big, massive brew and some cappuccino Swiss roll and uh, we'll crack on with the show. In the Enablers Corner today, we have the Linear Fora Club. If you're Gaelic, and I've just butchered your pronunciation of your language, I do apologise. And if you're not, then you won't know I've done that. Well, you didn't until I told you. And this is a 
new club is a collaboration between the Golden Skein and Edinburgh Yarn Festival. And the idea was to create a club for people who maybe can't attend Edinburgh Yarn Festival for whatever reason, but still want to get a bit of a taste of the festival itself and the Scottish yarn scene, if you will. So we've chosen a picture for that and it is called Face Over the Fourth by Chris Coombe. And this picture is taken from the North Queensferry side of the Firth of Forth and Linea Fora means the Firth of Forth, it's the Gallic name for the Firth of Forth, um, hence the name of the club. And this picture looks back across towards Edinburgh from North Queensferry and shows the Forth Bridge on the right and the Forth Ro Road Bridge on the left. The reason we went for the fourth bridge is because it's actually 125 years old this year and it's one of the most iconic structures in Scotland and something that Edinburgh is very famous for, very photographed bridge, very visited bridge um, that has actually applied to become a World Heritage Site as well. So rather than go for the tartan and the twee, which is good, it's good fun, it's a good laugh, um, but it's not necessarily everything that Edinburgh and Scotland in general is about. We wanted to do something that was a little bit more sophisticated um, with a nod to the surroundings and the structures and the impressive architecture of the city um, and make it into a club form. So that's what we've done. The club is going to take the form of the Power of Three Club and by that I mean three different dyers have been tasked with creating a one-off colourway on a yarn base from their own range uh, using the face over the fourth image as an inspiration photo. So they get to dye it in their own unique style, however they want to dye it, take whichever colours out of that picture they want to, and create three separate colourways, which will be packaged up as, as one neat little three-skin parcel and sent out to people. Now, you aren't prevented from being in the club if you are going because everybody loves souvenir yarn so it would be a wonderful souvenir of your trip to Edinburgh particularly if you've never been before but equally if you can't go it would be a great way to to journey there via the medium of yarn which is always a good way to journey to a new place. The club is going to go on sale this evening at seven o'clock GMT 1900 and will be on sale until it sells out. I don't know how long that will be. Um, possibly not quite as quickly as Stephen West's class sold out, but you never know. You never know. And it is limited edition. Once these are gone, they're gone. There are no more. There will be no more dyed. Um, and put in a club together for this. And it's uh, as I said, it's a, it's a one-off. It won't be a, an ongoing thing in terms of Edinburgh uh, as a theme it's a one-off collaboration between us and Edinburgh Yarn Festival just to offer something again a little bit different and um, maybe for some new people to try uh, the golden skin that haven't found it before so as I said it will be going on sale this evening at 1900 GMT we post worldwide so um, if you want to get involved uh, you can do so and that will be on sale at www.thegoldenskin.com. So if you want to get involved, come along and join in. And as always, if you don't want to get involved in the yarn, but you want to talk about nice yarns that you like and join in with our friendly little community, we're over on Ravelry and you can come and join in there. So on to 
of the sock segment. Um, I'm delighted to be back again with my illustrious and wonderful co-hostesses, Kate and Claire, for another instalment of the sock surgery. Welcome both to the show again. Hello. Hello. I always try to time my hello so I don't say it at the same time as Kate, <laughs> and I never, I never succeed. Well, I either stay really we. silent for ages and sound like a weirdo, or I say it at the same time. But I do try, so at least if, they, if people know that I'm trying, that would be good. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> oh, it's funny because Kate always does a hello like someone who comes and knocks on your side door and lets themselves in, but they have to announce that they've just let themselves in. So she goes, "Hello." <laughs> Who has a side door? What's a side a door? Term? Is that some Northern England thing? I think it might be not the front door, the side door. Do you mean like a back door? door? Yeah, but it doesn't have to be right around the back. A lot of times it's on the side. Right, but really, what you mean is a back door. <laughs> she does. For, for as far as it is. <laughs> I guess. But it's like an old thing where you don't go through the front door of anyone's house. You always go into like the side. I don't know what it's... It's not like, you know, you've got dirty feet or anything, but I suppose at one point you probably did have. Right. Front door just for posh visitors and salesmen. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. Interesting. There we go. Learn, Cultural learn education. New, <laughs> learn new things every day. <laughs> right. Kate, how are your socks coming on? Are you ready to cast up? Uh, well, I wouldn't necessarily say that. Um, I'm halfway down the foot of my second sock. So I have actually cast off the toe of my first sock my, from my winding way socks. Okay. Um, but I had to look up a tutorial because I had no idea how to graft for toes. Okay, so good old Kitchener stitch. So you used Kitchener stitch then? Yes. Fantastic. And do you have any questions about casting up except for having to look after, look after, look up good old kitchen stitch? I think it's one of those where once you've done it a few times, it's okay you can remember, but then when you come back to it, I think you need something to refresh. I understand the process to go through. I kind of end up with like a, have a potential for a little knobbly bit right on the end. And I'm not sure if what I'm doing wrong that's potentially creating that, but I am trying to keep the tension quite even when I'm pulling through, not too tight. Mm-hmm. The little ear, I, I sometimes find a little ear, I just find that you can tuck that ear in when you um, weave, in, weave in the ends and that oh, makes okay. it up. But um, yes, yeah, so I suppose in summary for casting off the sock that everyone will have been knitting, probably, um, I say that because I'm sure that Jo is probably breaking all the rules and doing her own thing, but um, most of us who are law-abiding knitters are knitting <laughs> top-down socks. So um, what we'll be doing is potentially grafting the toe. Now, if you're interested, I've just written a big uh, article for the knitter all about toes. So there's lots and lots of discussion about toes that you could you could look at because there's, there are a number of different ways to finish your toe, which will change whether you're going to graft or um, cinch the toe at, at the end. But um, I'll leave that for you to, to read and as soon as it's released I will um, link it in, in the show notes and get Joe to put it up for you but if you're going to be grafting you're probably going to be using Kitchener Stitch and um, invented by Lord Kitchener himself to help the soldiers who were struggling with trench foot because we used to seam socks I can't even imagine having a seamed toe but um, yes folks indeed we used to seam toes but seam no more 
we now graft, which essentially is knitting with a darning needle. And it is a, a sort of a four-step process. And as you said, Kate, it's the kind of thing that you just need to, to look up. I've got a photo tutorial about grafting, which I'll pop up on the website for everybody um, to see. And I'll put some links to video tutorials as well, because I know that people learn in different ways. But my biggest tip with grafting is to, instead of trying to match your tension all the way along, is to leave it quite loose as you go. And I sort of work my toe of an adult sock anyway in thirds because I find it easier to tighten a section of stitches than I do to match a tension because I find if I try to match it stitch by stitch, it can be too tight and it's very difficult to loosen it. It's much easier to tighten it up. So that would be my hint for um, grafting and for Kitchener stitch. And then in terms of other ways to finish the toe, you can also um, decrease your toe to a point if you have very pointy feet or you're working at a, a type of toe that, that requires that. Are you laughing about pointy feet? Uh, yes. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> I've, actually, I've actually got now in my head a, um, a picture of the witches, the Roald Dahl witches, um, but anyway, some people have pointier feet than others. I have very squat little square toes, but um, some people have longer dainty feet and require a longer, daintier, pointier toe. And there you can actually just thread the yarn through the remaining stitches and pull it to, to secure it as you would do a hat. So there are a couple of ways of finishing top-down socks. I wouldn't recommend seaming. If you can at all avoid seaming your toes, I think you should, um, you should do that because that's uncomfortable. And then I suppose we're on to toe-up socks, which we'll probably cover more in, in another episode. But just to talk a little bit about toe-up cast-offs. I don't know, have you knitted toe-up yet, Kate? I haven't, but my standard cast-off, which is kind of knit two stitches and then pull one over the top of the other off the needle and keep doing that. It is quite, well, not really tight, but I imagine it would be quite tight on an ankle. Mm. So I'm assuming there's a better way of doing it for socks. There are, there are a couple of ways. There is Jenny's surprisingly stretchy bind off, which um, seems to be the, the holy grail of bind offs for many people um, with sock knitting. I personally don't get on with it. I find it can be a little frilly, um, but it is very stretchy, hence the name surprisingly stretchy bind off. Um, so, and that's about sort of you create these little additional loops with each stitch, and that gives it much more flexibility because. What you end up doing with a normal cast off is making that sort of chain along the edge. And that can be quite, quite rigid, especially if you don't pay careful attention to the, the actual tension there. Uh, my favorite, absolutely favorite bind off cast off for socks is Elizabeth Zimmerman's sewn bind off. I think she gave us so much in knitting. And one of the most amazing things she gave um, in my opinion, was her sewn bind off, which you do with a, a darning needle. And I think it's very easy to control the tension and you have less of a frilly edge and it still gives quite a lot of stretch. So those are my two favorite cast offs for toe up socks. Um, and yeah, the most important thing is to make sure that you have plenty of stretch because in the same way as casting on for top down socks, you don't want to constrict your um, blood supply in your ankle and you also want to be able to get your sock over the widest point 
So the joy of uh, your cast off is it's quite easy to fix. It's easier to fix your cast off because you can just redo it as opposed to your cast on if you sort of finish your sock and then realize that your cast on is too tight. That's a little trickier to adjust. That's that from me and casting off. Any more questions, Kate? Not from me, no. Joe, any questions? Any R&B impressions about <laughs> casting off? Oh, you sing the song all night. Oh, I've been oh. knitted all night. Oh, <sighs> with my signatures, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> it was not funny. <laughs> Brilliant. Wow. Seriously, I think we're missing a trick in, in stand up, possibly. Very um, niche <laughs> stand up. It will be so out of date by the time this goes out. Maybe you could do an R&B segment in every podcast. <laughs> Please don't. Please not. <laughs> right. Is that okay? Um, yeah, it seems fine. There were like, a couple of cast-offs. Are there any, I mean, is there like a variety or is it literally just one of kind of one or two or three that work? There are quite a few different ways of doing stretchy cast-offs. There's um, suspended bind off and um, you could use a larger needle. So there are quite a few different ways. Those are my main go-to cast-offs for socks. Um, I'd love to hear what others use. I think we can learn so much from each other because everyone's got different ways of doing things. And uh, what I'll do is I'll find some links to some other, other cast-offs too. But I think those are the main, certainly from the top down, um, it's either to graft or to, to cinch it closed as you would do with a hat, sort of draw it through those final stitches. There's not another way I can think of, except for seaming, to finish a top-down sock. And um, toe up, yes, th there are probably a few different ones, but those are my main go-to cast-offs. Yeah, and I guess we can always talk about if, if any more kind of toe-up ones come to light when people come and chat in the group about it, then we can always feature them when we're doing the toe-up sock. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I think that's why you said we'll come back to it later. So, Claire, we've got another question for you, and this one is from Poke to Goblin. Her question is, my question is about two-at-a-time socks with Magic Loop. I've made two pairs of two-at-a-time socks now, and both times when I've got to the heel, I have had to take them off the Magic Loop needle and put them on DPNs to do the heels and then put them back onto the magic loop needle. I couldn't figure out how to do the heels on magic loop. Both patterns happened to use a heel flap construction. Hi Joe, and um, thanks for the question. I have to be very honest before I answer this question and say that two at a time socks are not my favorite method of knitting socks. So if you sense a little bit of sort of animosity from me towards the technique, I um, I do apologize, but at least I'm being upfront. I do like two at a time for sleeves, however. So I think there's a, a time and a place for all techniques. Um, in terms of socks, I actually have to stand corrected because I've said many, many times to people who I've taught two at a time, um, the two at a time technique to, that you can't do two at a time with heel flap. And, um, Researching the answer to this question, I found out that there is a really good tutorial online for two at a time with a heel flap. I think it takes a little bit of maneuvering and as 
um, those of you who are familiar with the two at a time technique will know it is all about maneuvering, getting things in the right order, and then doing set steps in a set order to make sure that everything comes off the needles in the right way. So two at a time afterthought heels is really easy. You set it up, you knit two tubes to put into zip cords for your heels, and off you go to your toes, or the other way around, you, you do your toe up. And there's some great tutorials online for that, um, and I'll give Joe some links. Two at a time short row heels is also reasonably straightforward. You do your legs or your feet, depending on which way you're going, and then you do the heel on one sock, the heel on the other sock, and you sort of finish them off like that. The heel flap seems to be pretty similar. I haven't knit them like this before. I always knit my socks one at a time. But basically the tutorial I've looked up seems to do the leg and then a heel, both heel flaps and then you sort of pick up and join in, in, a, in a set, uh, sort of a set way. And I'm not gonna explain it because I, I just don't think without pictures it's going to work. But this tutorial has got great, really clear pictures and um, I, I would urge you to have a look at that and then please let me know how you find it. The other thing I'd say is I think two at a time is something that people use because it's quicker and easier. Um, I find it quite tangly, but if you don't and you use it that way, I don't see anything wrong with taking it off to do the heels. If to do the heels two at a time, you're going to end up in a complete and utter tangle it's kind of counterintuitive to me. It's not time-saving, and I don't think there's anything wrong with taking your socks off, doing the heels, because that's the bit where you have to concentrate, even when you're doing one at a time, popping them back on, and then doing the feet and the gusset decreases two at a time again. So have a go with the tutorial, but if it doesn't work, just take them off and do them on their own. Cool. I, was, I wasn't really sure I might just take them off then. I'm a bit kind of path of least resistance. Maybe it's just a case that she wants to be able to do it all in one set of needles. Absolutely. And, and if you do, I think this tutorial looks great. It's really clear. Some tutorials on the internet often leave me sort of wanting more, but this one looks very clear. I haven't tried it, but I have read it. Um, so give it a go. But I do think if you're finding it tangly or frustrating or you're losing track of what you're doing, take them off, do them separately. And whip them back on and it'll probably be much quicker than um than having loads of problems but definitely take a look at this tutorial it looks great and joe will give you the link in the show notes but it is from a blog called knit better socks so um but you wish you thought of that one <laughs> indeed so yeah it's quite an old tutorial from 2011 but um i don't think that matters so yeah let me know how you get on please Super, thanks Claire. Thanks, and bring the questions coming. I will try to sort of chat in the in the forum, and I've been trying to chat with people on Twitter, but Joe and I will be picking these answers and we'll be doing more in-depth answers um, via the podcast and the blog, which my blog is back up and running after a little, little hiatus while I played with technology. Yeah, I think we said we would look at which ones were most conducive to answering in an audio format, if they're a quick thing that were easy to explain in audio, and then anything that isn't is going to be on uh, in on Claire's blog uh, to make it clear. Because the whole point is to learn um, about these things and to solve your problems, not to give you more. So. <laughs> So 
So I thought as Kate is visiting me in Scotland at the moment, prior to us going to pod retreat, yay, on Wednesday, via New Lanark, <laughs> so a bit of a woolly week of it, um, that we would have a little bit of a chat about Kate's first sock and the sock surgery and how you find it. So how are you finding the whole learning to knit socks experience? Yeah, generally so far I've been having a good time. I definitely feel like I've been learning a lot with each sock that I've taken on, going from my complete kind of vanilla tutorial to start with, through the kind of couple of pairs that have been patterned that I've tried. But this month, for January, I've been knitting the Tarsi Grand sock, which is like the grown-up version of the Tarsi baby sock that Claire Devine did, made for her sock anatomy book. So really it's meant to be pretty much a variation on um kind of knit two pal two rib effect to create a, a pattern but rather than just being standard knit and pearl we then went on to some knit through back loop and pearl through back loop which were both completely new to me so i had to actually go and uh, look online on tutorials to learn how to do those stitches because i just yeah not come across those before even though i've worked with pattern so that was quite interesting to actually learn, you know, new stitches even, which I wasn't expecting, which is good. For my yarn, you've probably already seen that I'm using the uh, Hullabaloo uh, colour scheme, which is like a bright mix of pink, blue, yellow, green, like everything, proper box of crayons thrown in. And when I looked at it um, <laughs> in the cake, I just thought, oh my gosh, what is that going to be like? <laughs> Especially because the pattern says it's okay for kind of like solids, semi-solids mm. as the best thing to show off the pattern, but it's like not suitable for variegated yarn. I'm like, <laughs> you probably couldn't get more variegated than this yarn. <laughs> it's pretty bright. I really like it. I was like, whatever, clearly fine. Fine. What does she fine. know? Knit it. <laughs> yeah, so I was a little bit wary to start with. However, it's actually been like quite cool to see how, as I've worked down the sock, as I've gone through like different sets of stitches together, the different effects that I've got from the yarn. So kind of to start with, you know, you can see the stripe, but it's not just kind of neat stripes because it's in rib. As you work down, it goes onto the pattern. So it's kind of four rows of knit two, pearl two, and then four rows of pearl two, knit two, kind of re keep repeating. It's kind of like a checkerboard, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So it's like a checkerboard of texture. And although you can't, you can't really see the pattern very well, you can see that there's a texture, but it does a really cool effect of like breaking up the colours of the yarn. And that's what I like about it. So yeah, it's actually really surprised me in the pattern that it's created. And then when you get to the heel flap, you kind of go back to the original pattern so you get the stripes again and then working along the foot it's a combination of the funky textured broken up bright colors and then a really cool uh kind of smooth stocking stitch sole of foot which really that really actually shows off the stripes in the yarn yeah which is i suppose probably what most people would aim to use it for probably just something stocking stitch would you know really show off the bright colors but i've got yeah one complete sock and half a sock at the moment and i'm really working on it i've been naughty not doing my sock homework but i've been quite busy <laughs> i will get there <laughs> i've got a week left less than a week but i will definitely get there um also for this sock it was the first time i'd done a kind of 
they're cast off or they're decreased for the toe in this way. So it's kind of, my usual way of doing it is like decreasing down. I can't know, I can't know how to describe it differently. This is like in three that, different places instead is of that just a star toe. I don't know what it's called. I don't think it says it, but I would normally have like a decrease at the left hand side and the right hand side of my foot. Yeah. And until you get to about twelve stitches and then do your kitchen stitch at the end. Yes. This is decreasing in three different places around the foot or around the toes. Yeah. And it, like, until you get all the way down to like just the last few and then you kind of feed your needle through the last few stitches and pull it tight so it goes down to it's not an obvious point not when it's on your foot anyway but yeah it's kind of all like decreasing into a hemisphere kind of thing you cinched it shut so yeah. as opposed to the because we talked about both of these on the casting off yeah. there's the kitchener stitch then there was the cinching like you do at the top of a hat which it, it that's what it looks mm. like here but with the three you know, when you normally decrease uh, for a toe, you get on each side of the, the foot, you get like a four stitch where you've done your decreasing. Yeah, and exactly. You, one stitch you do like a decreaser the kind of at the top, like above and below you. Yeah, as you go around your needles. You around, yeah. Um, and this has got three of those. So mm. it's got um, two on, looks like two on the top and one on the bottom. I guess by doing this, you kind of, you're reducing more quickly. So you probably get like a shorter toe, potentially. Yeah, yeah. But it's the first time I'd use that technique as well, so that was like quite cool to learn. So in this sock, I've learned two new stitches and the new um, toe, which is good. I completely forgot to try a new cast on though, so mm. that's what I'm definitely going to do for my next sock, is probably try a different cast on. I mean, this cast on has been absolutely fine. Which cast on is it? That's the long tail cast on. Okay. And that's what I've been using like, as standard for things at the moment. So maybe German twisted cast yeah. on? Yeah. Variation on I know. So. But it's been really cool, and what has been so nice is every place I've got this sock out, everybody has been like, wow, that is amazing. Like, it, the colours are brilliant, the sock itself just looks really good, you should sell those. Like, this, this is, <laughs> I know, this is about like the third pair of socks I've ever knit. <laughs> yes, I'll sell these. <laughs> £500 Pounds per each pair. For the number of hours it's taking me to do it, yeah, I don't <laughs> think I would ever get my money back. However, it's a nice compliment, and that's how it's meant yeah yeah evidently it just means people think they're absolutely brilliant and they want a pair and you know what they can't have a pair because these are mine well they can't they just need to well, themselves. Looking at themselves yeah <laughs> <laughs> but at the moment this is the only existing three-quarter pair of socks in the tarzy pattern and the hullabaloo yarn it's pretty cool in the world they are yeah. very cool they I are aren't they I, I just, it makes me happy every time i look at it um, and it is 75% merino, 25% nylon. nylon so it yeah. will work very well. And you've got your, it's a slip stitch. It's not a slip stitch heel, mine. It's a ribbed heel. It is a ribbed heel, yeah. Mm. Well, it's a slip, it's, uh, no, you only slip in a stitch at the beginning, the beginning of each row. Yeah, to be picking up. Um, it's a, yeah, because I think the other ones I've done, it's, you are slipping stitches every other row. Yeah, every other stitch you every, slip on, don't you, for one of those? It's very cool. I really want some of these ones now. Well, you've got your own skein. I do have my own skein that I skeined up for... When I skeined this up for you, yeah. I skeined that up. And we have a skein of this to give away. Ooh! As well, to someone who's been taking part in the group and chatting away. Well, so. definitely, from the feedback I've been getting from the general public and at Knit Club, where everyone's just been ooing and eyeing around me, I think anybody who actually did win this game would be in for a proper treat. 
Yeah. But then it's up to you whether you go for something plain to just have the stripes or, yeah, see the pattern. You should be able to see my pictures anyway because I've been kind of feeding in pictures as I've been going along. So yeah, you look on the blog, there's probably some pictures if you want to see how my socks are coming along and the different patterns that I've got. Yeah, and you are Gingini on Instagram? I am... Oh, Gingini1. Gingini1. Because someone was already Gingini, apparently. Mm-hmm. Who That's else rude. would be Gingini? Yeah, How exactly. rude. I know. So don't follow Gingini. It might not have knitting. No, probably um, not. And you won't have those socks. It might be gin, but yeah. <laughs> no knitting. Or jeans. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> oh, cool. But we do still have some. The Gunskin does still have some of the unavailable. Oh, if cool. anyone does feel the need to buy any, there is some available. Everybody needs watch. this in their life, yeah. actually. I just think, if you're miserable and you put these socks on, you wouldn't be able to help but just be cheerful just by actually, like, getting them out of the sock drawer. Yeah. Because that's how I feel every time I get them out of my bag. And to be fair, they are, you are not the kind of person that really goes for that sort of yarn I'm or not. aesthetic at all. <laughs> I'm a fairly muted person. Well, you're not a muted person. You have well, muted taste muted in colours. Taste. <laughs> not yeah, muted, fair. But I'm not. <laughs> well, it depends if I'm in the room with you or not. But, <laughs> Hush. Nothing but banter. Oh, crazy. But I'm really liking mm. them. Just, cool. Yeah, can't wait to have the second one finished so I can actually wear them. I was strolling around wearing one sock when I finished the first one, as you do. Totally. Yeah, you have yeah. to see that it works. Exactly. Hashtag EYF wardrobe. Mm-hmm. You need some shoes to show off your socks. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. crazy! I can probably do that. Yeah, It'd be good. Lovely. So the next sock you're going to be doing is toe up. It is. I don't know what pattern I'm supposed to knit for this one though. I'll have to pick one. I think. I know. Yeah, and some yarn. Some plain yarn. yarn next time. Okay. Nothing, nothing too exciting. Yeah, uh-huh. I think you've had enough excitement for one month. Okay. Yeah, and then after that we've got a stripy yarn. I know. It looks for the cool. afterthought one. Yeah, it's it's arrived. It's very cool. So toe-up, I've never knitted a toe-up sock. So February's going to be new even as I cast, well, with my new cast on and then, oh no, I can't use my new cast on for that if I'm doing toe-up, can I? Um, no. no, because it's a... However, then when we get to March with the stripey and the afterthought heel, it will be new cast on for the cuff and it will be new heel for me. So yeah. I already know I'm going to be learning like several new things over the course of the next two months. So lots to look forward to. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you. And um, if you're going to Edinburgh Yarn Festival, you will see Kate. She'll be in the sock surgery and generally accompanying. I will be. <laughs> be on Yarny Adventures for the whole weekend. So come and say hello. I'll um, probably be carrying your purchases or something or, or your purse and your rest of your stuff as usual. <laughs> Everyone makes it like I'm some proper dictator. Like you and Claire Divine are carrying me around on one of those chairs. You know where they have the slaves and you yep. sit on the chair. That's pretty much how it that is. That is not what happens. <laughs> absolutely not what happened. <laughs> you can't make it up I know I might actually get one I wonder if I, you'd be able to hire one in Edinburgh <laughs> or maybe one of those like rickshaws and you and Claire can bike round because she's good at cycling I'll just get an you both are from the zoo while you're at it yeah, yeah or a rhino perhaps <laughs> <laughs> cool well I think on that on that cheery note we're better <laughs> go and have some more fondant fancies uh, yes that's a great idea more tea yes thank you Kate <laughs> I'm afraid that's all we've got time for this week. There was a plan for a, a pattern pick and it has been written but there wasn't really time to squeeze it into this episode in the end so look out for that uh, over the next couple of episodes. 
I hope you all have a great week. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed it and I will speak to you all again soon. Bye. to the shiny bees podcast a podcast for those who like their yarn knitting and comedy in equally large measures if you'd like to get in contact you can do so via the blog where you can find full show notes every week at www.shinybees.com i'm shiny bees on ravelry instagram twitter facebook and pinterest or you can contact me at shinybeesinfo at gmail.com 